0: It's such a love. Yes, this is such a fantastic song. But you know what? I'm going to do something I almost never do, and I'm going to backtrack because there is something I didn't say in my last Queen Deep Dive, and I cannot, I, I, I've been kicking myself ever since, and I have to say this. I did talk about and it was "Life Is Real" song for Lennon, Freddie's number on Hot Space. I did talk about Fred, or um, sorry, Brian's comments about the song, and that Brian said he used Bohemian Rhapsody as a comparison, saying in it Freddie's saying nothing really matters. But then in Life is Real, Song for Lennon, we get a completely different admission from Freddie. I love that Brian chose that contrast, and I missed a perfect opportunity. The opening lyrics for Bohemian Rhapsody are, Is this the real life? And then we get, Life is real, from Freddie. I don't know, I just... I was thinking about that after I finished my dive and I was so upset that I didn't mention it. So I had to tack that on to the introduction to this dive, which is of course a a totally different number. Hello and welcome. I'm so excited you're here. I'm excited to talk about this song today. This is honestly one of my favorite little bops from this album. Definitely one of my favorites from the composer. I come back to it a lot. I almost wish we had remixes of this. Maybe I should just make one. This is dive number 116, track eight on Queen's 10th album, Hot Space, released in 1982. Ladies and gents, this is Roger Taylor's second contribution to the album, and it is called Calling All Girls. Calling All Girls. I don't really know how long this dive is gonna be, I found a fair amount of information for it. I have comments from the boys. I have some praise and criticism and all of that jazz. And there is a piece of information I'm missing because Queen Archives is still down. And I was actually inquiring with the Queen sub, do you guys know anywhere else to find information about interviews, specifically reviews, contemporary reviews? I'm having a really hard time finding contemporary reviews about Queen content unless of course it's a major publication that is still hot like Rolling Stone for example. So anyway, long story short, I could not find a piece of information and I'm super sad. And I'll tell you more about it when I get to that point, but this is Calling All Girls and we are going to dive into it. This is new wave dance rock. It's pop rock. Really? If we want to make this simple. And this was a single. This is kind of a big major deal. It was a single released July 19th of 82 in the U.S. It was also released as a single in Canada, New Zealand, Australia. And in the U.S., it charted at number 60. But it was number 40 on the Billboard Mainstream Rock Airplay chart, and it reached number 33 in Canada. I'm going to tell you why this is a big deal that this was a single in just a moment. We're at 138 BPM, so not unlike other Roger compositions, we're cruising at a really good pace here. This is in the time signature of 4/4 four, four, common time. We are in two keys. We transition from the verses to the choruses different keys. We're in A major and G major and if you're familiar with those keys, you know that they're essentially right next to each other on on a keyboard, right? If you look at them visually, you can see they're right next to each other. So, even though we're shifting key, it's not like we're going from, you know, A major to F or or something like that where there's a big shift in tone. There's a little bit of a relativity here if you will and it carries throughout the whole song even though the key changes drastically take place from the choruses to or the verses to the choruses. What are we singing about here? What are we talking about? What is calling all girls? I know it sounds kind of flirtatious. In fact when you hear the beginning of it If you don't know the context behind it and the message of the song, then you might instantly think this is just a little bit of a catcall (laughs) song. But the whole point of this song, take a message of love, all right? This, This is not unlike other songs on this album, actually. And we get some songs like this from Roger from time to time, I think I love that he focuses on this kind of messaging. We get a lot of opinionated statements from Roger. He's not afraid to state his feelings or a strong opinion. And with with this kind of song, Take a Message of Love, it's very, very simple. It's just about getting out there and spreading the love and the joy. That's all this is. That's really all it is. Very similar in energy to Roger's previous action this day, on Hot Space. And probably this is the poppiest sounding thing on Hot Space. So like, back chat is the funkiest sounding thing. This is, I think, the poppiest thing. Calling all girls. It bops and it brightens and it lifts. This just lifts my mood. It's that message of love is a lot like the rousing final number of this album. And you wonder if this was an intentional nod of appreciation to that brilliance, but we don't know which one came first. Actually, I take that back. We do know know which one came first. I just remembered the song I'm alluding to with a similar message, a little bit more intense delivery, but a similar message was written first. So maybe, I would assume it was written first because it was released before Hot Space came out. And we'll talk more about that later. So maybe if Roger wrote this after that was done, he was thinking about that. I don't know. I'm just trying to get inside his head. The structure of this is simple, minimal chords employed. We don't have a whole lot of movement, but this feels less square. We've talked about Roger's, especially his early compositions, feeling a little bit square in their rhythm, in their lyrical structure. But with this syncopation, And the chord emphasis appears on the second beat, like a reggae number a little bit, but this is an entirely different style. And the choruses have more of this, it's more of a bursting stop and go feel. It creates a lot of tension. And I think because the tonic is avoided quite a bit where you think the chord is going to resolve, that creates this suspension as well. All of the syncopation isn't immediately obvious, or at least you don't consciously notice it. I think that's the brilliance of it. You don't think, oh, this is super syncopated. Oh, those chord emphases are, are, they're happening on the second and, and the fourth beats. You don't really think about that, but it's a nice touch because the chord strikes dance around Freddie's lead vocal, especially in those verses. Hearing all the boys playing real instruments. This is important. On Hot Space, we've been hearing a lot of synthesizers, a lot of programmed drum machines, but this is real. These guys are really playing their instruments again. This instantly sounds more Queen-like, even in its poppy delivery, which of course is nothing like the earlier rock-infused heaviness we had in the 70s. John's bouncy strikes on the choral lead-ins, those glissandos, Brian's sparkling guitars that gallop in the verses, and then they explode into these power chords. And through it all, Freddie's assertive, clear vocals, energizing and powerful. His performance here is absolute perfection. With this happy little number, Rogers created something I love coming back to. And it was performed live 39 times, all in 1982. It's so cute. I was listening to one performance. When Freddie announces this in Japan and says it's Rogers' song, the crowd, or, or more, more accurately, I suppose, the women, <laughs> freak out. You can just hear the screaming. And live, this sounds a lot like the album, actually, as it begins. It's faster, yes, not uncommon. There's a synth-like piano, some more animated guitar. John rolling on those glissandos. I mean... That moment, this message is, and John strikes it, and he just falls down at That glissando is so prominent live. The boys sound fabulous in the chorus together. They sing, all three of them Freddie, Brian, and Roger. They're singing these harmonies. Why didn't they do this on the album? Freddie busts out some lengthy full chest notes, variations from the album, which we always expect. Roger's assertive. Louder, boomier live drums. Ah, a welcome return to that sound. And all of the cymbals and the fills and those accents, the lead-ins to the chorus are so much more impactful thanks to the unified energy of the boys on stage. This is rocking live, and if it wasn't already awesome, Brian gets this solo, and Roger slams down on every beat on that snare as Brian just digs in. John keeps punching that tonic. This is just such a jive live. Love, take a message, love. It's such a great delivery from all three of them in those harmonies. And Freddie sounds loud and proud and bright and peppy and all of that. What a number. Brian definitely adds so much more to this on stage. His playing is incredible in that solo. We actually get two solos, one again at the end. The guys improvise, they play around with more intensity and fire. Wow. Again, they are always so alive in front of an audience. This is why they are the ones to beat when it comes to Queen on stage. I'm so glad there are performances of this live. I will never understand why. We didn't get more harmonies from all of them on the album, but we'll talk about that more later. Of course, I have some fun facts about calling all girls. This is this is the big deal, you guys, this first fact. So this was a single, right? This was the first Queen single released that was written by Roger, and it's not going to be his last. Certainly not going to be his last. We're going to get some more from him as a single that are going to be absolutely stellar and stunning, and we'll talk more about those later. I'm sure some of you already know what some of those are, and he composed this on guitar and provided the feedback noises that crescendo during those instrumental breaks. He also plays acoustic guitar through the track. Now, here's where it gets interesting. Supposedly, our composer is nowhere vocally here, which, if true, is indeed a rarity. But I, I am challenging that statement, and I actually read it in multiple places. I read it in multiple places that... All of the vocals are Freddie's, even in the the chorus, which there aren't very many vocals here. Even in other songs where it's just Freddie singing and harmonizing with himself, we've had more layers of voices. So here it's a little bit more minimal, but I'm telling you something in there and the voice, there's, there's multiple voices singing in unison on the lead in the chorus. I hear something there that's not Freddie. I hear a frequency there that's not Freddie. I know what Freddie's voice sounds like, and most of you do too, if you're fans of the band. And I just, it feels like Roger is in there somewhere. I don't know if that's true, but it would be really strange if he didn't sing on his own song. That would be a very rare thing. Anyway, I rest my case. Now, this is the second fastest song on Hot Space after Roger's action this day at 166 BPM. So very appropriate that the two fastest songs are from our drummer who loves to keep the speed going. And next I'm gonna talk about the music video. I don't normally like to talk about the music videos much, but the reason I'm doing this is because I have some band critique also from the music video. And I wanted to talk about the video itself to give you guys some context. So the music video was inspired by THX 1138, which was George Lucas's 1971 directorial debut, if you didn't know. So human emotions are suppressed with robots used as law enforcement. That's essentially the concept. And despite being Roger's song, Calling All Girls, and his apparent affinity for science fiction, which I think we've learned more and more about as the years have gone by— He didn't like the video, and neither did Brian. Roger claimed the lyrics in the video had nothing to do with robots. It was the video director's idea to create a pastiche of THX 1138. And what's interesting is before the music video was released on the Greatest Video Hits 2 collection... It was rarely seen, even though the song was released as a single. Brian joked that perhaps three people had seen it before it was included on the Greatest Video Hits 2 collection. And because it was on that collection, Brian and Roger provided commentary. And this is where I have some band critique for you. So we'll begin with Brian... On the record in 1982, he's actually talking about the structure, the performance of the song. And when asked about the thick rhythm in the song, he said, quote, that's a combination of acoustic and electric guitar. I think Roger did the feedback tracks near the end of the break. You never know where things come from. Roger played a lot of guitar. He always, he's always bursting to play guitar, unquote. And that's true. You hear it from Roger all the time. Oh, I like to play guitar. I'd like to play more guitar. You know, he, he started playing guitar when he was younger before he realized, oh my gosh, I own the drums. I, I, I absolutely own them. <laughs> so this is what I'm going to do. But I think he always liked to stretch a little bit and do different things. Multi-instrumentalist. It's a bit like Beck. That's why I love Beck so much too. Plays lots of different stuff. Now on the commentary for the music video, quote, It's just meant to be really a pop song about love, calling all girls, calling all boys around the world. I don't see what it's got to do with effing robots. Pop stars, rock stars, they shouldn't act because they can't, unquote. And that was Roger, (laughs) blunt to the point. (laughs) I don't see what it's got to do with robots. Yes, he did not like the video. And another quote, the sad thing is it's a very nicely recorded track. When I got involved in the surround mixing of it, it's got a lovely, light, airy feel to it, although it's got a heaviness to it in the guitars, unquote. And that was Brian. And Brian actually commented he didn't know why any of them thought it would be a hit or why it would work as a single. But I, th- I, th- I can see why. This is a very poppy song. It's a very poppy song. The poppiest On Hot Space, I think. And that is probably why Elektra decided to release this instead of Backchat, which was released elsewhere. Was that a mistake? I guess we'll never know. Now, Backchat is, of course, funkier, a little bit more disco-like. Maybe that's why they thought, okay, let's do Calling All Girls in the States. Because the States... Beyond the the whole disco thing, let's not do that. Let's not risk that. Would it have actually gone better? This only went to number, what did I say? 60? Is that what I said? I have to make sure I'm not misquoting myself. Yes, it went to number 60. Didn't do much, sadly. Now, I dug and dug and couldn't find this is what I was talking about earlier. Couldn't find the article, the interview that Roger gave when this single was released. It was on Queen archives because I saw it. I was, I was actually, when I was thinking about this song and Hot Space in general, I remember seeing that article. And for the life of me, I don't remember the publication. I don't remember the interviewer. I looked and looked and I could not find that article. And it was all about the single. It did talk about the album, but it was all about the single Calling All Girls. And I think the interviewer, the publication did praise it saying they thought it was good. And Roger commented on it too. And this is why I'm so upset that I can't find it. I'm so upset the Queen archives is down. Please hear me, please. I will it to come back. (laughs) I really hope it does. Now, before I close out all of the critique, I wanna talk about the video one last time, because I actually really like the video. Yes, it's cheesy. Roger's not wrong. Rock stars, pop stars, for the most part, shouldn't really act. Now, that's not across the board. I've actually seen some singers and actors as well who can do the other very, very well. There's people who can sing and act. It's pretty rare, but it does happen. I would say that w- one of those people is Lady Gaga. She has some absolutely phenomenal music videos. I've talked about them before. Tuvalu, or Tovlo, if that's how you say it, she is absolutely stellar in her short story. Portrayals she, she does with her songs and with her albums. Say what you will about the content, which can be quite forward and quite suggestive and very graphic. Even if you don't like it, there's something to admire about her expression and the authenticity. That's very, very hard to do. But I think that's what happens when you get people who really live and breathe, the, breathe their work. Now, Queen, absolutely living and breathing their music. But yes, they're not as good in front of a camera, but it is adorable to see them in this video. Freddy is the star, basically. You can see that he is the lead in every way and he's essentially being held captive. And at the start of the video, you can go watch the whole thing, of course, but at the start of the video, the other boys seem to be kind of policing him just like the robots are, but they actually shift gears, like they're double agents or something. As we go through the song, and even though, yes, it's cliche and it's it's kind of cheesy, and you're like, what is this? I I love it. I, I think it's adorable. The guys all look really good in it. It's got a a really hopeful energy about it, especially as we go through it and, and we get to the resolution at the end. I don't know. I really enjoy it. It tells a bit of a story. It's silly, but <laughs> I like the video for calling all girls. All right, here's some how dare they. So as they often are with many tracks on Hot Space, fans are split right down the middle on this. They either enjoy or dislike it, but few find it awesome or terrible. So it kind of sits somewhere in the middle. I very seldom see people raving about this or spewing hatred about it. People are just kind of, honestly, a little bit indifferent. Like, oh yeah, I can listen to that. I can dig that. But but they're not enthusiastic either way. There's, there's not... A very there's not a severity to opinions either way, and I decided that was kind of a how dare they thing because is it a betrayal of the queen fans? I'm being dramatic, but yes, fans a little bit indifferent about this. Now we do have some praise, and you might be surprised who it's from. John Millard of Rolling Stone actually liked this, writing, "quote An elastic beat puts some spring into a fine rocker, calling all girls." Hey, hey, we'll take it, right? Stephen Thomas Irwine of All Music wrote, quote, With Calling All Girls, Queen finally gets synth driven new wave rock right, resulting in a sharp piece of pop. That might be the first time I've seen the word pop so blatantly used to describe a Queen song. Or at least one of the first times. Because pop. It's a broad term. I think some people use it as a very negative term, even in this day and age. But I like pop music, and I think that it's kind of cool that that's how this song feels. Now, fans who don't care for the previous Life is Real song for Lennon tend to call this a lifesaver that reinvigorates after the sobering Freddie offering. Personally, I think it's just a wonderful change of pace. We get something from Freddie that's very reflective. And then we come into this unifying, uplifting number from Raj. It's really nice. Massive strummed acoustic. A catchy, sparkling intro, this is. And not one, but two seventh chords, an A and a D. I love seventh chords. I love sixth chords. But seventh chords create this hesitation, this suspension, this mystery and then the drum roll into the verse. How fantastic and thrilling it is to hear Roger playing real drums again. The chords emphasized on the second and fourth beats. Calling all boys, calling all girls. There's an echo and a reverb that Freddie has with himself. He's announcing, summoning all of us. Take this message, a message for you. Yes, the chords repeat. It's A and G, which is a nice nod to our key change in the chorus. Very minimal. We don't have any variation through most of the verses. But the guitars and more guitars, layer, layer. They're fun, jingly, glittery. This message is, this message is. And it repeats. We hear John rolling down in those glissandos. Not quite as pronounced as the live recordings, but still very clever. The repetition of this particular section, this message is, I won't lie, it's a little much, but I understand the urgency they're creating with this. John is more often on the tonic or the fifth or a more predictable bass note throughout most of this song, but he plays brilliantly, still dancing on it. Then shift. <gasps> Ooh, key shift, power chords, more symbols, more fills. Love, take a message, love. I love the kick. The bass drum, dum, 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 dum. I love that rhythm in there. Brian's electric guitar fills our ears. It's still a joy having a more queen-like arrangement back with all the boys, calling all boys, pounding away, doing what they do best. Second verse. Some foreign presence you feel comes creeping through. Some stream of hope the whole world through. Now there are other lyrics, spread like some silent disease. You'll get yours too. I read a critique. This intrigued me. I read a critique from someone that this verse is a reference to STDs, and I don't get that at all. I mean, just because they're writing some um, spread like some silent disease, you'll get yours too. All Raj is saying, and Freddie's singing is like a disease that moves in stealth. This hope is coming for you. This love is coming. That's all. I really think that's all that is. Speaking of Freddie singing, he's alive, clear as a bell. His voice is so vibrant and strong here. His performance is absolutely what it should be. It sounds quite natural, but he's always clear as anything. The end of the second verse and that repetitive this message is, this message we get again. Sounds like Freddie threw a radio and a scratch of a record, which if you thought the first round of this was a little much, this will definitely be a lot. I still love it. And Freddie, ha, ha. I love when we get those expressions from him. And I'm telling you, I do believe we get Roger in these choruses too. Despite the comments I've seen, despite what I've seen written, that only Freddie sings in this song, the lead and the vocals, the backing vocals. Roger's frequency, that presence of voice, it rounds out in the background. Ah, and Roger's feedback on that guitar. All the guitars crescendo and spiral, and the flanger effect, this is all happening in that bridge. I'm sad we don't have an official guitar solo on the album here, but this is still exhilarating and exciting. Into the chorus again, take a message, of love, for all to hear, for all to hear. Freddie, you sound so lovely. The dancing guitars arrive again, as does the feedback, the atmosphere of hope and optimism that Roger likes to focus on with some of his compositions, and I applaud it. Ah, we do get some growling Brian at the end, though, that little mini solo, digging in, bluesy, perfect until crash. And a little flanger effect winds us down and out. And that is calling all girls. Calling all boys. That's backwards, actually. It starts out the other way. Calling all people on streets. It's worth mentioning. That People on Streets reference is also in another song that I think you all know very well. And that rem- that makes me think again that the message of this song and even that lyric there might be a little bit of a tip of a hat to the song we're going to talk about in a few songs, which is massive. And if that's the case, if that's what Roger was inspired by, that is so cool, honestly. I, I love it because that song, the other song, is iconic. It's so relevant, always has been since the moment it was dropped and became such a thing. And I just think it's sweet if Roger was indeed inspired by that and had it on his brain when he was working on this. It is funny too that we haven't talked about that song yet. We've talked about this one first, but the other one came first. I'm in a much better mood if you hadn't noticed, actually. I am feeling better. I'm finally off the steroids, you guys. (gasps) Energy, my normal energy is coming back. The headaches are disappearing. It's marvelous. If you've ever come down off of a med cloud, I know you understand. And I'm going to eat a fig cookie right now. And these are not fig Newtons. No. These are actually the store brand. And if I may say so, they taste more like real figs. Do you guys like figs? Do you cook figs? Do you ever? put them in the pan and brown them up a little bit and put them in a salad. (gasps) Oh, they're really good. Anyway, (laughs) calling all girls, calling all boys, people on streets around the world, take this message, a message for you. This message is old, yep, but this message is true. I do love that Roger's words often do the classic rhyming feel. Not all the boys do that. I think Roger does that more prominently than any of the others. And it goes back to that more square song structure. But there's something about that. It's incredibly accessible. And because it's a little bit expected, I think it's more satisfying that way. Even if it is, some people say it's less imaginative or whatever. You know what? I write that way too, sometimes. And it just works, sometimes it falls together. And I think in this song, there's a really wonderful mix. There's a dynamic of the classic Roger song structure, which is a bit more expected in that way. But then we get some of that syncopation and those shifts in chords that even though there's minimal chord changes, where we do get them, I think it's unexpected. And it's surprising. And that keeps this a very exhilarating number. So calling all girls, go listen to it, check out a live version. I think you'll really be pleasantly surprised by how beautiful the chorus sounds with all of the boys singing, of course not, not John, but all three of them chiming in in their harmonies. They sound fantastic, phenomenal together as always. But I'll be back next time, guys. Keep yourselves alive, enjoy life, take it in. If you're doing well and you're doing fantastic, I'm so happy, and I hope you're in a really good place, and I hope you're soaking it up and appreciating the moment of brilliance that is perfection right now. If, however, you are dealing with something like I was for a while and you're in a funk, you will get to the other side, I promise you. I'm holding your hand and helping you drag you through it if I have to, so just keep on coming with me, okay? hang in there, enjoy some good, happy queen songs like this one. This is a really good uplifting number that I think can help you kick whatever darkness is surrounding you. Kick it away and just kick it in general. All right, guys, I'll be back next time.